0: The Father is my hope, the Son is my refuge, the Holy Spirit is my protector, O all Holy Trinity, glory to Thee, amen. Please be seated. Well, let's look at this conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus. It seems like there's two ships passing in the night with the understanding of what is being said. Jesus speaks of a birth that is from above, a spiritual birth. Nicodemus hears only about being reborn in a natural, biological way. It reminds me of that great line from the movie Cool Hand Luke, 1967, do you remember that movie? That's a great movie. Remember, the captain of the Road Prison 36 says to Cool Hand Luke, what we got here is a failure to communicate. There is a lack of communication between the understanding of Jesus and the understanding of Nicodemus. Now Nicodemus was a man of good will and the tradition of the church tells us that he went on to become a believer and a follower of Jesus the Messiah. So this is an open encounter for Nicodemus, and Jesus, though, is speaking words that are divine, and Nicodemus is stuck on the earth. Well, the words of Jesus concerning this being born from above, birth into God's kingdom are repeated in a different form. In fact, it was the very last words of Jesus before He ascended into the heavens and gave us the promised Holy Spirit. The very last words of Jesus before He ascended are, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. This is the same type of conversation that he had with Nicodemus that night, that it is God's will for us, his purpose for us, just like it was for the disciples who heard those words from Jesus, it's God's will and purpose for us that we would be joined forever to the divine life of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, to know a larger life, To experience it and abide there forever. That's God's purpose for us. That we, through a new birth, through our baptism, would be immersed into an entirely new reality. The reality of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and experience that divine reality, that divine life, to live in it and to abide there forever and ever. That's what this new birth into the kingdom is all about. Now birth in the ancient world, uh, often like it is today, signifies what someone's identity is and what their status is. Now we have something called the American dream where someone can be born in one state, economic or educational, and through hard work can move into another state of economics or education, and that's a part of the American Dream. But for much of the world still today, where you are born, the family that you're born into, and what they do for a living, that's what you're stuck with. There is no movement. Either you're born rich and in a caste, that is considered royalty, or you may be born a subsistence farmer and that's what you get. That's who you are. But this new birth into the kingdom changes everything. Because the new birth into the Holy Trinity is a birth into a new identity and a birth into a new community. We are born from above, born anew as a child of the living God. We are no longer only related to whoever our mother and our father and our clan is and what we do for a living. We are related to the God of all creation, the God of all love, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We have a new identity as children of God, placed into a union with God that will go on forever and ever. It changes us completely. We have a new community, not only the community of the divine persons, the Holy Trinity, but we have a new community called the body of Christ, which is what we are. This is what we are doing as Christ's body right now in our worship. So we have a new identity and a new community. In the eyes of the Jews of Jesus' day, no one could be lower than a gentile female slave that's as low as a human being could go in the eyes of the jews of jesus's day a gentile female slave but when that gentile female slave submitted herself to baptism She died to one identity and was brought into a completely new identity, a dignity, a royalty that was above any of the day and still is above any other quote royalty or legacy that is human. And so in this new birth, we receive a new identity. We are born into a new community. So one of the questions for today is, do we have a vision for life in this kingdom? If we are born anew into the kingdom of God, into relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, do we have any sort of vision about how we live in this new reality? It's a very good question for each of us to think about. What is our vision for living in God's kingdom? One of the things that happens to us as we are born from above is we move out of ourselves and out of a self-orientation and a human orientation about just what is right here in front of us and all the things that we have to do just right here. We move out of ourselves and into God, into the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and then out into our neighbor. And so, it is a transformation of the highest order. Well, we want to talk a little bit about how to live into this new reality, this new community of the Holy Trinity and also the church. The truth is, is that Christ desires that we would come to know God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit that we would come to know that that is the nature of reality. In fact, that is love itself. And that in knowing that, that we would go through a process of transformation where this new immersion into the Trinitarian life just totally transforms us and prepares us to live with God forever and ever. Well, just a comment about what we call the Holy Trinity. Um... Did you know that in the Old Testament, there is no language about God being a father? No language whatsoever. The reason that we express God in Trinitarian language is because of the experience of the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because Christ came and taught that God is your heavenly father and that God loves you and that God only wills your good. And then Jesus died, was buried, and then he rose from the dead. Completely transcending death. And so what happened is, is that authenticated everything that Jesus taught because no one has ever seen that before. And so what Jesus said about the Father is true. And then Jesus said, oh, by the way, I'm ascending to heaven, but I'm doing that So that I'm not located in one place on a dusty road, but in fact, I can send the Spirit of God to the entire world and into your hearts and minds and bodies and into this whole creation to fill it. And so now we have three. We have the revelation of God the Father. We have the incarnate Son who lived and died and who rose. And now we have the Holy Spirit. There's a threeness of God because of the experience of the apostles, that experience has been passed down to us. And I hope that you have an experience of the Holy Trinity in your daily life. Now we know that we're seated right now in the pews. And unless you have a little vertigo, you feel probably pretty steady right now. But we also know That actually in fact what is happening is we are on a big ball and this big ball is spinning around the solar system around the Sun right wouldn't everybody agree that that is actually what's happening but we don't have an experience of that because we're seated on our rear ends here at st. Francis and we just don't experience that so how do we make up for that well we have to train our mind and our heart to constantly think about what the reality is. And so, when we wake up in the morning, we probably are not going to say, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is a brand new day, right? We're probably going to say, oh, I need some coffee, what do I have to do today, my back hurts, whatever it is that we wake up with, but we have to train our minds and our hearts To break out of ourselves, out of our surrounding and circumstances, and get into the larger reality. Now astronomers think about the fact that we are flowing around the sun a lot, and Christians should train their minds to think about the fact that they live in God's kingdom. That in fact, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is the deepest reality that exists. All of this could be swept away and the Holy Trinity and the love and the dynamic that takes place within the Trinity will go on forever and ever. It preceded creation and it will go on without the creation. But that's not God's plan. But just to let you know that the reality that is the deepest, most profound reality is in fact the Holy Trinity. So we have to begin to train our mind to think and incline our hearts directed towards the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So in order to develop a relationship with the Holy Trinity, with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we have to have thoughts that say, God is my Abba Father. God is my Father because Jesus taught me and I believe that Jesus, is in fact the Son of God and the Word of the Father, and had a prior relationship to me with the Father, and will always have a loving relationship with the Father that I've been invited into. And so God is my Abba Father, who loves me, who only wills my good, who's with me all the time. God is there. God is my Heavenly Father. I'm his child. That's who I am. No one can ever change that. No circumstances can ever threaten that. That is my identity. And we move on to the Son, Jesus, the Christ, is my Savior. He is my Lord, my guide, my wisdom, my teacher for life. Part of this transformation, this immersion into a new reality, is we give up on thinking that we know best how to live life, and we start to listen and to follow and to become a student of Jesus. And then lastly, the Holy Spirit, we can pray every day, come Holy Spirit, come. Because we need the divine life, the divine presence, the divine power, the divine love to live in and with God and in and with our neighbor. So every day, we can experience the Holy Trinity. We can be in relationship with the deepest, most profound reality that there is. Well, one last thing. You may be like me, which means we're like Isaiah. When we begin to approach God, we begin to understand that I am a man of unclean lips. I am a woman of unclean lips. What do I do about that? Well, in the story, the coal heals the lips. And Christ himself is that burning coal. He takes care of our forgiveness problem and our need to be cleansed. And then what happens in Isaiah's story? After the cleansing takes place, he's sent out. He sent out to do the will of God. And that's what happens to us. We are a community that experiences the cleansing and the healing and the empowerment. And now we're sent out. So we have a new identity in this new birth. And the new community is sent out to do the will of God. It's a profound reality And something that I am very excited about think about how you are sent out and if you're not being sent out start to pray for whatever God has in store for you let's pray about it together because that's a part of being the new community of God is that we uh, not only have this inward understanding and relationship with God but we have an outward relationship with others through service and love and doing good, all to bring God the Father all the glory for what we've done. Well, let us pray that every day we could have our minds and hearts inclined to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.